The following information was gathered from the Epoch Times and the Wall Street Journal. The author, Mark Henderson, is an economist who retired from the faculty of Grove City College in Pennsylvania, where he remains fellow for economic and social policy at the Institute for Faith and Freedom. He is the author of several books on topics as varied as American economic history, anonymous characters in the Bible, the wealth inequality issue, and climate change. This is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us as we consider the history and the situation of public education in the United States of America today. Our series is entitled, John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. On August 8, 2020, Mark Levin had Paul Klinger as a guest on the show, Life, Liberty, and Levin. The focus of the show was Levin's new book, American Marxism. Klinger is a leading Cold War historian, an expert on Marxism, and a prolific author. The brilliant pair discussed how pervasive and ferociously aggressive Marxism is in today's America. What we're witnessing is the culmination, or the apex, of trends that have been in place for at least a century. In a book entitled America's March Towards Communism, written by Mark Hendrickson, a review is given reflecting the great extent to which most of the principles contained in Karl Marx's 10-point platform for how to socialize an economy spelled out in the Communist Manifesto, has been adopted as official policy in the United States of America. People have been alerted to these things since as early as 1980, and now are truly surprised that these things are no longer fantasy or conspiratorial. Back then, they would not listen. They did not know how. And perhaps they'll listen now. These things are not some prescient prediction based on rumor, but words based on imperial fact accumulated through research and observation. Actually, what is amazing is that what was written wasn't common knowledge then. The domestic policies that have gradually implemented Marx's agenda have been in plain sight for decades. This is a story of the slow death of the frog. Updates on the status of the 10-point platform when Barack Obama was president were provided, but apparently pushed to the side. Not surprisingly, given his ideology, his mentor had been the card-carrying communist Frank Marshall Davis, about whom King Gore has written a definitive biography, Obama's administration pressed ahead embracing all 10 points. The two most alarming actions Obama pursued was the expansion of power wielded by the Federal Reserve. Plank number five in Marx's platform is to centralize credit under the control of the government and the increasing centralization of control over education through Washington. That's plank number 10. Are you familiar with Common Core and Social Emotional Learning, the NEA, or Dr. Miguel Cordona? Cordona has challenged the autonomy and authority of parents and states in education. His weapon of choice is a bold threat to withhold federal funds if his mandates and guidelines are not followed. This is a blatant violation of the Constitution regarding the legal rights of states and counties to educate their children as they deem appropriate. This is status collectivism being put in place, an Obama-esque overreach of the federal government. It reflects Obama's attitude regarding our founding documents, personal liberties, and national sovereignty. And Joe Biden stands right beside him. The Constitution be damned. To the Democrats, the Constitution is a living document, subject to drastically needed change and revision. Seeing that this is a monumental undertaking, which would more than likely be rejected by the American public, 
Barack Obama and Joe Biden both have elected to live by the dictate, I have a pen and a phone. Both of these issues, the economic collapse and the government stranglehold on education, are being addressed at this writing. Our economy is being intentionally dismantled with the intention of eliminating the middle class. If the middle class can be destroyed economically, educationally, and socially, there will be no roadblocks to the full implementation of Marxist principles. Presently, the middle class has too much economic power and too much liberty and sway regarding the government. In spite of the events of the 2020 election, most Americans still believe they have a say in national elections. The Democrats are out to prove that we can go as far as they allow us to go. And Donald Trump, well, he went too far. Socialism is being applied throughout the educational complex, the medical community, and corporate America. Historically, socialism leads to governmental control. Just look at Venezuela. In 1980, Venezuela was the most wealthy nation in Central America. Today, over 70% of the population of Venezuela lives in poverty. More and more allowances are being given to the Federal Reserve, and we have experienced a great awakening in the nation as to the dominance of the federal government in their quest for centralized control over education. This is a matter of acute interest to Barack Obama and Joe Biden. With parents in revolt, the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland has been called on to tag disgruntled parents who dared to voice any opinion concerning public education as domestic terrorists. Their hope and their endeavor was to silence the people. The federal government has stepped into an area where they have no constitutional jurisdiction. My friends, the staggering fact is that we, the people, are no longer in control of our government. A government by the people and for the people is a story that we can tell to our grandchildren. The Fed continues to debase our currency, and Joe Biden is doing all he can to flood the nation with too much money, causing incredible inflationary rates, and he wants to enable Congress's unconscionable runaway spending by essentially practicing modern monetary theory. With the pandemic dead, there were not any more outlets for massive spending. Then Russia, with a crippled army and an economy as strong as Mexico, decides to invade the Ukraine. The Democrat-led coalition elects to spend $40 billion on Ukraine, sending it to the Ukraine government so they can reinforce their borders. Does this make any sense at all? Joe Biden opens up our southern border, allowing free passage to virtually any and all miscreants wishing to cross over. Suddenly, he says, borders are important. Sadly, Mitch McConnell, the minority leader in the Senate, has led the Republican Party in shoveling cash into the trucks headed for the Ukraine, and yet he has made little to no effort on our behalf to stop the events at the southern border. The border crisis is truly an existential threat to our national sovereignty. And the education establishment, which has already been committing gross professional malpractice against our children by causing serious emotional distress when they cram climate control ideology down their throats, and now they want to continue the abuse of our children and bash America using critical race theory and teaching the evils of white supremacy and that men can bear babies. The threat to our children is the most pressing of many of the Marxist-related threats that we face. They'll be guiding our nation in a few short years. Joe Biden and Barack Obama will go the way of men, and administrations will rise and fall. But ideologies and cultural principles will remain. Our children will see to the continuance of our national heritage. Two personal anecdotes. Mr. Hendrickson says, 
Number one, when I returned to college nearly half a century ago to earn a teaching certificate, even back then I was taught little about pedagogical techniques, but subjected to much fuzzy collectivist preaching. Number two, a friend's brother held a high rank in the Michigan Educational Association Teachers Union. He firmly believed that parents should have no control over what or how their children were being taught. Instead, he believed that the professional educators should have monopoly power over this crucial activity. He is not alone in his thinking. Think of this in the context of President Joe Biden's push for universal preschool, especially in light of the recent Harvard research showing that preschool is often counterproductive and developmentally inappropriate, causing needless emotional problems and resulting in a huge increase of children having to take drugs in order to calm their anxieties. Do you think Obama or Joe Biden care? No, the revolution is all that matters, and the Democratic Party is on the warpath. What's most important to understand about Marxism in America isn't just how advanced the economic agenda of Marxist socialist is. When Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez proposed her Green New Deal, it did not take long for most of us to realize that this lady does not have the foresight, insight, educational intelligence, or ability to pin out such a far-reaching program. A bartender from New York City jumped from behind the bar to a seat in Congress literally overnight. The Democrats have put forth the nonsensical notion that this dark-haired dimwit somehow managed to outwit and outmaneuver a seasoned, powerful, longtime Democratic congressman, Joe Crowley, in an upset victory. She is the puppet, and a poorly selected one at that, but it is obvious that she is willing to be used. She's playing her part well, but we're seeing that there is someone behind the curtain. Her ignorance and her debased character is becoming more and more pronounced. Still, with the total support of the Democratic Party and the slobbering lust of the Marxist media, she's being put forth as the leader of the radical left and has become one of the most influential figures in Washington. The Green New Deal is an elaborate blueprint for a command economy, one with top-down central economic planning. Indeed, some form of socialism is the primary goal of the government-sponsored climate change offensive. If you are a Marxist Democrat, more than likely you are in support of the climate change argument. If you are a conservative, you see the foolishness of this nonsense. True science, if you can trust the institution of science at all, reveals the myriad of fallacies of the entire climate change notion. By the way, it was formerly called global warming. But this moniker had to be removed once the facts revealed that it was totally false. Climate change is far more palatable and easier to sell. As dangerous as the Marxist socialist agenda is, Marxism extends far beyond the realm of economics. The Marxist virus has infected all the major cultural institutions in our society. Church, law enforcement, media, entertainment, schools, corporate America, and so on. Churches, for example, often have a view of charity. Actually, it's wealth distribution that has more in common with Marx than the Bible does. The Southern Baptist Corporation has adopted critical race theory into their platform and now have many of their seminaries and consequently their congregations lapping out of the Marxist dog bowl. Some say, so what? So what? The SBC is the largest Protestant organization in the United States of America. We may not like it, but other denominations look to the SBC as a guidepost. There is a ripple effect that can be expected, and that is already being felt. The formerly conservative Presbyterian Church of America has moved far to the left and has become woke in their consideration of these ideas as well. 
The Italian communist Antonio Gramsci's strategy for infiltrating every nook and cranny of our culture has reached fruition. It is coming of age, and it's being fully embraced. With the leftist defund the police movement and the poisoning of our young minds with hatred and negativity toward our country, we are seeing the devolution of America. We are renaming our military bases, destroying our history, pulling down the statues of our national heroes, and revising history in most of the history books. Howard Zinn has become one of the most famous revisionists in our country today. Our youth is being presented with lies and misinformation. We see this. We know that it's being done in such a blatant fashion, and yet we say little and do nothing. And then there are the woke corporations, such as Major League Baseball, that join in the effort to silence those who, who are not on board with the partisan socialist agenda. All these cultural inroads have been going on for a long, long time. Ludwig von Mises, the economist who proved a century ago that socialism was inherently unviable, described a rampant anti-capitalist mentality in his 1956 book, The Anti-Capitalist Mentality, which is available from the Mises Institute. The aforementioned Kingor wrote a detailed book entitled Dupes that documented many cases of American public figures becoming either conscious or unconscious spokespersons for the Marxist cause. Do a bit of research. Find out for yourself how many members of Congress have been or presently are associated with the Democratic Socialist of America, a Marxist organization that promotes Marxist principles throughout the nation. Trevor Loudon has put together a comprehensive website entitled KeyWiki at KeyWiki.org, which lists all congressmen and women associated with the communistic organization. Mark Levin gives examples of steps that you and I can take to pushbacks against Marxist initiatives on a local level. These are not pie-in-the-sky reforms, but simple, practical steps within the capability of virtually every American citizen willing to push back against Marxist aggression. This is what we need. Practical, achievable steps. How do we start? One step at a time. Despite the Marxist best efforts, freedom in the United States is not extinct yet. If we each will invest just a modest amount of our free time, we can successfully push back against the aggressors and preserve liberty at least for one more generation. And as Reagan aptly said, if not now, when? And if not us, who? Our series is entitled, John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. This production has been written, researched, produced, and edited by Vintage Broadcasting. We're working to provide you, our listener, with factual information that will provide a historical understanding of events that have brought us to where we find ourselves today. We hope this series is beneficial and helps you in your discernment, awareness, and appreciation of specific details, and that it serves to stimulate your thinking regarding the critical days which we are confronting. We would like to recommend an additional series entitled Global Marxism from the Top Down that considers the political history that has served to give structure and meaning to the days in which we live. These series can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever popular broadcasts are provided. We thank you for your time and consideration and would ask that you invite a friend to listen to our series. You are well appreciated.